Hello, and welcome to Customer Marketing Catch-Up. Today, we have a very special episode, which was recorded live at our San Francisco event in September earlier this year. In this episode, guest host Ari Hoffman is going to be talking to Sarah Steffen, Senior Director of Connected Customer Experience at Nutanix, about customer advisory boards. First, though, here is a very quick word from our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by Influtive, the world's number one customer marketing and advocacy platform designed to supercharge customer engagement and deliver social proof at scale. From referrals and references to reviews and video testimonials, Influtive does it all. Approach through Influtive. Okay. Hi. Hi. So happy to be here. So happy to have you here. I mean, we're here live at the Customer Marketing Summit in sunny and slightly smoky Oakland, California. Right. And we've heard from an incredible host of speakers. Yes. You happen to be one of the best and brightest up there. And you're covering something that is near and dear to my heart. Yes. You're covering customer advisory boards, Correct. right? Correct, yes. So talk to me a little bit about your session, what yep. you're covering, everything there. Yep, so tomorrow I'll be speaking about the role that we use at Nutanix for customer decision-making when we get feedback from our advisory boards. So it's all about who are we bringing together in those boards, how are we having strategic conversations that impact our business decisions, product roadmap, overall business strategy as well. Um, And then how do we basically take the feedback that happens in those either virtual or in-person rooms and implement that feedback or or act on it? So we want to make sure that everything's being heard and acted upon. All right. If we're going to dive into that presentation, what would you say your key takeaways are from your presentation? I think the big takeaways are strategically figuring out who you want on your advisory board. So that's the most important, right? So when you look at who your customers are, it could either be a mix of customers and prospects. At Nutanix, we just have customers. Um, but we want to have a mix of industries. So what are our key verticals? And then how high up in the organization do you want the conversation to be? So you want to make sure it's very much a peer-to-peer conversation. So a C lo- if it's a C-level advisory board, then they should all be C-levels. If it's a VP, senior director, then that's the right level. And then that Again, we'll inform what you're talking about, what Nutanix executives you have in the room. So that's the big one is who's going to make up your advisory board um, and just making sure you have a mix of different voices in the room. How about you give me a couple key themes for each of the the top? So the way I would think of customer advisory boards, let's stay away from the product mindset for a second. Mm -hmm. Let's say we have executives as one group. Right. Then the next group is we have kind of director, VP, senior manager. Decision makers. Right. Decision makers slash champions. Mm -hmm. And then let's talk about the individual contributors actually using the product Correct. day in and day out. Correct. Right. And what are the, the top themes that you kind of want to focus on for each of those groups? So for if we start at kind of, we look at it as a pyramid, right? So executive advisory boards at the top, that's going to be your C-levels. Yeah. Um, and then you're going to have your your company's C-levels in the room with them, right? Yeah. So again, they're getting feedback from their peers and vice versa. Um, that's going to be really more focused on business strategy and vision, right? So that's really the level that we have there. We do also talk to them about our overall brand. So we did a rebrand at Nutanix um, back in the spring. And so we asked those trusted advisors who are at the C-level, is this resonating with you? Does this feel like Nutanix, right? Is this the right direction for us to go? So before it was even launched externally, we had those conversations. But executive level, super focused on brand or brand strategy vision, I would say. And, and I think another key point is those executives actually need to know your brand. Exactly. You can't just invite executives in because they're executives. No. You have to have engaged executives who are already Correct. a part of that ecosystem, who feel a part of it, who, who are bought in on helping direct the future of 
Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So we, I mean, again, when we look at who is making up our board, we make sure they're, you know, bought into Nutanix, right? At whatever level that might mean. Um, it is a mix, I will tell you, of long-term customers versus some newer customers, but fully deployed and like understanding the ROI of the product and solutions. Um, and so I think that, again, is something where you have to look at who are you inviting into that room and are they going to give you the feedback and give you kind of the behind the curtain view of how is it really working for them um, at their company. And it makes a lot of sense that you'd want a mix of new and old. You want old so they've been there, they've exactly. seen it, they've gone through that journey with you and they understand it. But you also want the fresh set of eyes who haven't been there, who aren't right. kind of, I shouldn't say tainted, but who aren't um, maybe a, a little prejudiced dependent upon right. what they've already experienced. And they're able to give you kind of that net new conversation, inspiration, direction. Right. And then you stop talking and let the two of them talk to each other, right? Like that's uh, the gold right there is right. when you have a new, a fairly new um, company who's bought into, you know, your company at the C-level talking to a C-level who's maybe been a customer for 10 years and they're talking about, oh, we started here, Absolutely. but then we added this and this and this and this is the benefit we've right. seen. That's, you can't, that's gold. Absolutely. That's what everyone wants. Yeah. Um, okay, so now let's talk about yep. the champion level, the buyer decision maker. Customer, yeah. So customer advisory board, again, is going to be, the way we define it is decision maker. So okay. at, at, for us, that's senior director VP. Um, and they, you know, that's going to be a little bit more product solution conversations are going to happen there than they do at the executive level. Mm -hmm. um, they're, you know, so we do have a mix of it. It's going to be more about product roadmap and product strategy and vision. Mm -hmm. And then we'll also do the overall company kind of strategy as well. Yeah. So it's a mix of the two is how I look at customer advisory board. And how do you find the engagement um, difference there between conversations that are focused on product rather than the vision? Do they want to really hyper-focus on the product side of the conversation? It really depends on the customer and kind of how, you know, it, it's varies very, very much by person in terms of how deep they're going to go. Or um, I think that's another thing is really to have a strong moderator or a chair, right, that can direct the conversation. So one, it doesn't go too far down a rat hole if something's not working correctly, right? Or if you don't want to have a super technical conversation at that level, and if that starts, you're going to lose half the audience, you got to redirect it, right? So having a, a really strong board chair and or a moderator in the room is vital to those keeping those conversations on the right track and having to be productive. That's amazing. And then do you do anything with your individual contributors? Absolutely. Yes. Right, so we have a technical that. advisory board um, that's global. It has about 60 people in it. Okay. Um, and that's going to be your IT admins, sys engineers, right? So the people that are literally using our product every single day and know it inside, outside, backwards, forwards. Um, and that is going to be led by our product marketing team. So again, very, very technical conversations. Mm -hmm. We do things on specific products or solutions. It's a virtual meeting that happens. And again, the same with all levels. Any feedback that's shared that's actionable is followed up on. And then even invites into these various segments, mm -hmm. whether at the executive level, business decision maker, or down at the uh, yeah. technical level. Do you have apples to apples there? Do you have executives invite executives in? Or do you have the account managers? How, how does that process go? So it, it's a mix based on kind of the different boards, I would say. So technical advisory board is a larger group. So we're not as stringent about like the parameters of who is in that group. Mm -hmm. When you get up to the executive advisory board, ideally, we only want 15 C-levels in that, right? So then you have to be very aware of what are the parameters, what are you looking for, and how do you fill those very few seats when you have, you know, 24,000 plus customers globally, right? Wow. And so it's very strategic when, and right now we're actually going through the process of nominating and inviting new people because we've had people leave because of new jobs or retirement. And so we approached it very, very strategically where we looked at, you know, what logos do we want? 
total spend pipeline opportunities. So what's open up right now? Um, and that, and then again, vetted it. It's not like we did it in our team silo here. We vetted it with all of our sales leadership. We vetted it with our CEO. Like everyone had to buy in on, okay, here's our short list of 10 that we want to invite. Are they all going to say yes? No, but we hope to get a percentage of them. So, and then for a cab, it's the same thing where we do look kind of strategically at, again, mix of industries, total spend, open pipe, logo, because ideally we want them to go on record at some point, right? right? So we want to tell their story externally. So if I can get a huge Global 2000, I, you know, that's spent the same as someone who's not as well known, well, I'm going to go Global 2000 route. Right, I get that. For the technical group that the PMMs lead, is that mostly digitally run or in person? So the tab, because of the size of the group, since it's 60, around 60, um, we have done it virtually. Um, we have done, you know, pre-COVID a couple of years ago, we would do smaller tabs by region. So we'd Got do it. one in like, oh, we're doing a New York meetup right. and customers, New York, New Jersey, come on in for a meeting. So we do, I think we will get back to, we'll do smaller meetups, right. but I don't think we'll ever get back to like, we're flying 60 people into San Francisco Absolutely. to do this. It's just it. too big a lift. Unless the only way I could see that work for some who are on this podcast is if you already have a customer marketing or I mean a customer summit yes and everyone's already flying in then you can take a cohort of them break out and do one of your cabs maybe have them come in a day early and we did do that so we did we did that actually for our cab at our last event where we had it in so it was our event in chicago.next and then we had a cab meeting as a subset of one of those days right where everyone that was a cab member for two hours two and a half was in a room with our executives and to your point it was great because then they're at our conference yep plus one, right? We want them there. And then we have a customer advisory board, which is great. And our executives are already on site. So it was like the best of both worlds. That's amazing. And and you know what? I'm going to give one more cohort. So right now we have your ECAB, executive cab. We have your regular cab, that's for your buyers, decision makers. Correct. And you have your tab, tab, which is your technical advisory boards. There's another one that we used to call the cab, (laughs) which is your customer advocate advisory board. Okay. And we would take our top advocates. Okay. And we would actually plan them at the same time as our ECAB. They wouldn't be together, but we would have them all come in on the same night. Oh, I love that. And we would do a little happy hour yeah. just so they could mingle yeah. with, the, with the executives. And we had our best advocates, 15 of our best advocates. Nice. 15 of our executives, and they would kind of mingle. Then the next day, everything was planned in the morning was for our executives because they love the morning. Yeah. They're early, bright, get it done. They have to get on calls yeah. later in the day to answer fire, put out. Right. And during the morning, we took our cab members to something like <laughs> go-kart racing. Yes. We just gave them a little fun right. morning off. And then we did their sessions with them in the afternoon. And then at dinner, we brought them all together again. And we sat executive next to cab, executive next to advocates. Yeah. Because the goodness from our advocates rubbed off on our executives. And they got to really dig in. Why do you like this at the technical right. level? And for some reason, executives can hear it from outside sources sometimes right. better yeah. than they can internally. Agreed. So it allowed them to be more open to what they were hearing yeah. rather than being told up because it's almost like you're selling your own programs internally. Yep. When it comes up, and with this, it's a little more open. So that's one more. I cohort. love that idea. Yeah, it was really fun. And it was an experiment that we tried based on something that I learned from actually at Open Talk. Right. Um, from someone that was talking at Open Talk at a conference. I'm like, Oh, that's brilliant. I'm going to try that. And then I met up with her and after I said, how did you do this? What was the scheduling? Oh, that's very cool. And yeah, she talked to me about how that worked. All right. So we understand the different cohorts. We understand yes. how to invite them. Yes. What would you say is the key to actioning the information you gather during those caps? 
and keeping people in those cabs engaged for the next round. You get them once, great. Right. But how do you get them to keep showing up? So a couple of things. I think what we do is we pull all of our cab members across all three cab or advisory boards every year. So at the end of every calendar year, we check in with them. Like, how are you doing? How are you feeling about this? Do you want to you want to come on? Are you signing on for another year? Right. So we do that every year across that entire group. And I would say our attrition is very, very low, which that tells you, right, something um, that people want to keep coming back. Um, and then I think the other thing we constantly do is we survey them. So we survey them pre-meeting to say, like, what topics do you want to hear from? What executives do you want to hear from? So that we're really building the agenda, not in a silo. And we're, t- we're building it with their, you know, their comments and their feedback in mind. And then after post-event, we do post-event surveys. Was it valuable? What did you like? What did you not like? What should we do differently moving forward? And so I think that is one way to just, again, their voices are heard. They feel bought into both the agenda and then the tweaks we might make if needed moving forward. And then we do do things like, you know, we try to try to give them VIP experiences at our events. Mm -hmm. We, you know, do the things that I'm sure many people do. We do room drops. We do swag for the holidays, right? Like, when someone, we just had someone retire, we sent them a nice bottle of whiskey that are, you know, and a handwritten card that our CEO signed. Like, right. so just making them feel, again, they're a person, right? right? So they're giving us their time. But they're a part of the tribe. They're a part, part of, of the, the tribe. And so we want them to feel like they're really getting this white glove treatment and they're getting, you know, nice presents from us. And they also, most importantly, I feel like have a phone line into our executives, right? right? So they have access that. Such a good point. A lot of customers don't. And so there have been times where, in the middle of a deal negotiation, a advisory board members like, I'm going to call. I'm going to use my I'm lifeline to call. I'm phoning a friend right now, yep. right? And they have that that no one else has if you're not on the advisory board. I was saying it even happens when you have major um, outages or downtime. None of us ever. Well, that doesn't those. happen for me. But ever, yes, ever. I've but heard it happen. Theoretically, for other companies. <laughs> I have actually been texted. Hey, I don't think your support team is taking this as critically and seriously, and I need this to be expert. But that's that, that was you know, theoretically. Theoretically, yeah. Um, and that, that is wonderful. One of the things I did learn early on, my very first ever cab, we flew in and we, it was the first time I got budget to do something. Right. I was so excited. Yeah. We flew in these customers. And then I was kind of kicked out of the organization. It was just like, get the right customers for us mm-hmm. and then we're going to organize mm-hmm. it. And our head of product and our head of customer success actually ran it. And I got to sit in, obviously. And it, it turned into a lot of griping. Yeah. Because it, the time management didn't happen the right way. But at least the customers, when they left, they felt heard. Mm-hmm. Now, the problem was we went about a month, two months later, and there was no communication follow-up right. to our customers. So they were like, hey, we just spent all this time. What's going? And it actually turned some of them into more of a detractor yep. right, than a promoter because they felt like they spent all this time giving critical feedback, and we didn't action any of it. Right. And so it was like a, a really big learning experience for me to be like, that's how you don't right. do cabs. Exactly. So talk to me about the follow-up of information yeah. so and I think, ownership. Yeah. And I mean, we've all had those instances where it hasn't gone right. I think we have a pretty good process now because to your point, they're giving us their, their time, their precious time. Not only that, they're, they're telling us what's working and what isn't working. Right. And so shame on us if we bring them into, whether it's a virtual or in-person room, have them use their voice and it goes into a vacuum and we don't do anything. So again, across all of our advisory boards, we track literally every single piece of actionable feedback. There are trackers that are created for each and every meeting with like, this customer said this, 
here's the account manager, and not only here's the account manager, who's the right person on, if it's the executive side or the PM side, that's going to partner with the account team to basically act on this, right? I love it. And that could be, oftentimes it's like a one-off meeting, like I want to learn more about this, or I'm having, you know, I have feedback on a certain part of their solution. Okay, great, we're going to have a one-off meeting just with the right people in the room and this customer. Um, other times it's, you know, something went really well or something didn't go as well. And so I think that's really important is like, literally we go back through the transcript and we're like, okay, that's actionable. That's actionable. Like, the transcript. So you record these? We record them. Yeah. Got it. We delete them legal. If you're listening, we delete them after 90 days, but we transcribe them afterwards. Right. And that, cause otherwise you're not I, listening when you're in the meeting, you're taking agreed. notes. So we transcribe them and then basically go through it literally line by line. Who said what, who said what? and then create the tracker, and then literally follow up like, okay, this customer said this, you're the person that's responsible, have you set up the meeting, have you followed up on email? Um, and then the other big thing, obviously, because the account teams aren't in that room, is to immediately follow up with the account teams. Like, so-and-so said this, want to make sure you're aware before you go into the next meeting with them. This is our plan. Does that work for you, or do you want us to do something different to address this? So literally, line by line, we are tracking everything. And then I think the other point that's really important is they need to know you're tracking it, right? So at the next meeting, 100%. we're not going to go through our tracker of like, here's the 50 action items that came out of this. But we do say, for those of you that wanted one-on-one meetings, those are have either taken place or they're being scheduled. And if there's big feedback that's consistent across the team, we'll be like, we heard you on these three points. Yep. And here's what we are either have done or in the process of doing. Because then they feel like, as a group, collective, yeah. oh, they heard us. Yeah. And, and what you're also doing is you're instilling a sense of individual ownership by doing that. Because if they feel like their voice is actually helping direct the company, they feel an ownership over this, Absolutely. they're much more likely to engage. I can tell you, so many people reach out for me to hop on a beta programs or just yep. do market analysis calls with me just because of how long right. we've been in the industry. And the few companies that follow up with me and tell me how they've incorporated my advice, I follow up with them now right. because I'm like, I want to know. Right. I'm bought in on mm-hmm. helping the direction. Those who get on the call with me and then I never talk or hear about them again, right. I'm done. I right. don't I don't have the time for that. And so it really is a way to create that stickiness effect with all of your executives. It is. All right, we're going to be wrapping up. Okay. But I will say, yes. we're going to do a to-be-continued on a point you just brought up, which is this individual tracker, line out of my <laughs> What a great place to leverage AI in the future. Oh, okay. To I analyze have to, the I data, it to put it. it back out. Connect the dots for you. Right. Who's the, who's the person who's point on this? Who do we talk to? Yeah. What are the key takeaways? What are some suggested prompts and follow-up questions that we could ask to dive deeper into this? All right. Well, thank you so much of for joining course. us Thanks today. for having me. It's obviously one of my favorite topics to talk yes. about. So you're Good. amazing. And right. I can't wait to see you, Dr. Mark. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thrilled to be here. All right. All right. Thanks. Thank you for listening to this special episode of Customer Marketing Catch-Up. Make sure to check out our socials on LinkedIn and Facebook to get clips, thoughts and roundups of the events. If you are interested in attending one of our upcoming events, you can find our events calendar at events.customermarketingalliance.com. Thank you.